Off the ball. Rugby. Absolutely horrific. And we were there for two and a half weeks and there were no rugby balls brought on the trip. And that is no bullshit. There wasn't a rugby ball. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball. Breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. We're going to turn to Sunday's uh, All-Ireland football final. It's Dublin up against Kerry and it's Croke Park. And I'm delighted to say we're joined at the line by former Mayo footballer Yvonne Byrne. Good morning, Yvonne. Morning, Adrian. Morning, Shane. How are you? Flying thanks, yeah. We've um, been reading, obviously, a good bit of the previews over the last little while. Uh, nice bit of juice flowing here between uh, either camp. You have sort of Declan Quill saying, I mean, he might have been a little bit tongue-in-cheek to give him his juice, but he was saying all the pressures on Dublin here, you know, particularly after the uh, the men's win. And then you have Mick Bone saying that Kerry are a very physical team. So um, certainly if the build-up is setting to go by, we're set for a good game. Yeah, it's great, and uh, it's great to see the mind games going as well. It doesn't happen that often in the women's game, but uh, it's in full flow here for the Donner final with Mick and the two boys. And uh, I think Mick started it off. Uh, they were just off the pitch after their win against Cork in the semi-final, and he was saying how Kerry were a dirty team, and uh, the two boys came out fighting anyway and said um, they weren't a dirty team and they're physical. But uh, I think that's Mick. We played them in 2017, Decider, and uh, he was at it before then as well at the ref and Cora, and he was kind of getting the narrative out there. And look, he, he's looking for that. That day didn't make a difference because they hammered us off the pitch. But you know, in a tight game, kind of, I suppose he's putting it out there for the ref. Maybe a good, in a tight game, you could sway the ref one way or another. But mm. I think with two physical teams here, I think what, what's happening is uh, both camps are just setting out their stall and they're making sure no one's kind of getting getting an inch before the match is thrown in and uh, it's great to see it, it adds to the excitement and the preview of the matches for sure um, fair bit uh, made like to, just to on the point about the physicality because like look there is a bit of tongue in cheek of that stuff and everybody sort of knows I'll throw this grenade out here and it'll slightly defect from this thing over here but the physicality is kind of an interesting one uh, maybe to get into a little bit and it did pay off for Kerry in that uh, June game they were physical they were putting a lot of player uh, pressure on that player in possession at times and they forced a lot of turnovers like it'd be hard to foresee a situation that they won't double down on that approach on Sunday yeah, absolutely. And we've seen the success me that have got the last two years because of that. Like, as in Dublin brought a physicality to the game and, and they play very much on the edge. Meath came and they brought an extra level and they took over for the last two years and they brought right on the edge of the game. And, and Kerry have come this year. Maybe it's something Kerry were lacking the last couple of years was that physicality and matching teams for that. And they're, they've said that themselves, that the strength, condition and the effort they've put in over the last number of years um, it's been there to be seen and they're playing within the parameters of the game and absolutely I expect them to, to go all guns blazing on Sunday and to double down on that as you said um, but Dublin will be well able to match them and it's up to Dublin I guarantee will be looking at the last two years when they've missed out on All-Ireland's something they've been working on also so I do expect it to be a real physical game two good football sides two physical sides um, and the game has gone that way and, and, and you know what it's all the better for it um, the girls now are, you know, the, the strength condition of done it's been taken to an, another level the last few years. So I think it makes for a good spectacle as well. Like it'll be important for the referee to let it flow and you don't want to get into too much sort of like uh, pressure on the ref and all that sort of stuff. And hopefully it's totally irrelevant. But like there is certainly in the back of your mind that little bit of if the referee gets very picky about this, it could end up spoiling the contest almost. Yeah, so Shane Curley, the ref from Galway, and look, I do think he'll let it go and hopefully he will for... 
for a neutral point of view, I hope you let it go and let us see a good game of football. Um, other than that, it could be ruined as in it could be free after free um, and the game not flowing at all. We don't really want to see that, but all eyes will be on the referee. And I think Mick and the two lads have probably put it that way as well um, with the narrative put out this week in their previews. But yeah. um, hopefully the referee will have a good game and let it flow. Uh, how good is Louise Nimorahertig, Yvonne? Because I mean, I think she kicked one six of Kerry's two eight in that aforementioned game in Parnell Park earlier in the year. So she's just one of these players, I guess, Clifford esque in, in that you have to have a plan for her. Ah, she's incredible. So she is like she's she's been doing it for years for Kerry, um, and this year is no different. It's just this year's it's gone insane altogether. I think she scored maybe four forty four in the whole championship to date. As you said, she got one six in in the group game stages there against Mead. Um, in the semi-final against Mead, 110 or was it 111, 1-10 from player. Just incredible stats. She's just shooting the lights out. Um, she's an incredible player and how Dublin planned for that um, and what they put in place to try and curb that and curb her influence of the game is going to be crucial in how the game's decided so what do you think that'll be Yvonne because they don't tend to they don't tend to go like they don't tend to double double up with markers and stuff what do you how, what, what do you do with her yeah like I think it's, it'll be important who they put marking her first of all like it's going to be Leah Cafferty will they will they gamble bringing Martha Byrne back or um, the young girl there in the corner uh, Neve Crowley she's just down a minor last year mm. um, I do think probably will end up being Leah um, but I do I know they don't generally play a sweeper but they will be dropping deep they're definitely not going to leave that space in front for um, for Louise like as in Mick's been around <laughs> Mick's been around the, the game long enough um, I know when we played them in 2017 um, with Cora that she was definitely doubled down on those those two or three around her at times now it wasn't a sweeper as such but there were girls dropping back in front um, okay. And they were aware of the threat. And I don't think it'll be any different with, with Louise. There's going to be a plan there in place for her on Sunday. Um, it'll be up to, I suppose, the girls around Louise, the, the rest of the girls, the likes of Danielle and Hannah and those, to be getting on the ball to free her up. Um, if the rest of the girls are effective, it will give Louise that, that space. It's just, if, if, we're, if the other girls aren't having an impact to the game, it will allow Dublin to drop and maybe double mark Louise. It's funny, the, there's so many similar narratives from this to the men's game with the David Clifford stuff and how reliant they were. And look, at I suppose we all know um, how that turned out in the end. But it, again, similarly to the men's one, Dublin are less reliant on that one player. They have scores all over the, play, all over the pitch, including coming up from the back. Yeah, like as in the Dublin forward line as as a whole have been unbelievable all season. They've been putting up huge scores. Like the bet was a Donegal by fifteen points in the semi final. The bet it's important to say the bet Cork by twelve points in the All Ireland semi final, and that's the same Cork team that overturned Kerry in the Munster final by six points. Mm. Um, so they've incredible scores, like. Karen Rowe, she shoots five goals so far in the in the championship. Um, Hannah Terrell has three goals so far in the championship. Um, Case Sullivan has five goals. So like they do have the players around. Their half forward line is incredible as well. Like uh, Quivor and Kate, the half forward line, they're supplying the ball into them. So as you said, there's threats all over the place for the Kerry or the the Dublin forward line. Um, so how 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 Kerry inter- or counteract that can be important but they have great defenders as well so you know the likes of Koch and Kayleigh Cronin Ailish Lynch they have really good backs as well so how they match up is is going to be really important 
How important, Yvonne, is that relationship? And you, you'll know this better than anyone between goalkeeper and, and receiver as well when it comes to the kick-out. We saw it in the, in the men's final between Stephen Cluxton and, and Brian Howard. But, you know, for Abby Shields in the Dublin goal and for Kira Butler, for Kerry this weekend, how crucial is it to get those relationships absolutely spot on? Yeah, look, I think that's really important. Um, just, just to go back to the the semi-final against uh, Mayo, I, I, I thought Kerry struggled on their kickouts when they were against the Breeze. Um, what I was disappointed from a Kerry point of view was um, in the quarter-final against Meath, they, they played really well. So Kerry seemed to go in, in flashes in, in the first half and blow teams out of the water. But they've been letting teams creep back into the game in the second half. And that was evident in the quarterfinal against Mead, where Mead actually, if, if the game went on in five, ten minutes, I actually think Mead would have caught them. Um, and similar in the, not so much in the semi final, but similar, they let Mayo back into the game. So they did. And I think that was part of them struggling with the kickouts. What was disappointing was they didn't learn much from the quarterfinal to the semi final. So it was the exact same problems they faced in the semi-final. So I presume they would have worked on these now going into the final. That's two games in a row where they've struggled in a particular half and their kickouts, namely the second half. Um, so I think that's definitely something Kerry management, I'm sure, would be aware of and would have been worked on. So Kira's kickouts are going to be hugely important, um, especially because both teams do play a high press. So I do think Abby and Kira, both of the Dublin Kerry goals, are going to be under pressure at different stages in the match and how they how they've planned for that and how they react from that is absolutely crucial. Yeah. what uh, Talks as well about a player that you would have come up against plenty of times, Sinead Ahern, and the influence that she has in a group that's like, I mean, there's a fair bit of transition obviously gone and it's a, a, a very inexperienced group in some certain positions. But will you just talk to us about the importance of, of Sinead Ahern, number one, and what it is that's special about her as a player, as somebody that you've come up against? Yeah, I think what you said there, like, is in Dublin have lost, but I, I was looking the other day, I think they've lost eight or nine All-Stars in the last two or three years, Incredible. which is outrageous. Mm. Um, and, and they've something like 13, 14, 15 new players in. So having someone like Sinead Ahern, I think it's her 20th season playing senior football. So having someone like that in the group um, is immeasurable. Um, having someone that that on the bench who, who could come in and see out a game for them or even possibly change a game is going to be unreal. So her leadership, as you said, in the dressing room, um, keeping things calm, talking to younger players, uh, leadership, guiding them, just, just little nuggets that, that goes unseen to, I suppose, the general public. It's immeasurable. Um, it's so brilliant to see her back in there. I do think while we mightn't see it um, as the general public watching the match, I think behind the scenes for Dublin, it'd be credible. Like on the pitch, it goes without saying a, a huge talent, but off, off the pitch, her, her quite de- demeanour and uh, her leadership and that is going to be unreal for, for Dublin. I think you mentioned uh, Neve Crowley, uh, Crowley earlier as well uh, as someone who's kind of come in from minor, Yvonne, and, and Dublin have a couple of those younger players. Ailish Rudowd, I think, is another one who's kind of emerged during the league campaign earlier this year. Um, how intimidating is it for a player like that to come into an All-Ireland final week because you, you, you'll have experienced it yourself before. It's just something different. The build-up is different. The parade is different. There's a lot of just little minor things, I guess, that are, that are different about this week. So I guess, is it tough for those younger players to kind of keep the head or maybe is it just a, the abandonment of youth that maybe they'll be less nervous than the rest of the players? Yeah, sometimes I think the abandonment youth is, is is a great thing. It's it's uh, the, na- the naivety not to be nervous, which is, is which is great sometimes. And 
I suppose both teams have players who played in an All-Ireland final. Um, Dublin especially have girls who have won numerous All-Irelands over the last few years. So those senior players will be there to guide them and help them in that. Um, and similar, Kerry been in the All-Ireland final last, just last year. So um, they've gone through, a lot, the majority of the players have been there, they've done the parades, they've seen the crowds and that. Um, so I do think they will be able to, to be there to help the younger players through and give them a bit of words of wisdom or patting the back or whatever needs to be done on the day. Um, I also think the management teams will have curved a lot of that like in their pre-match routines and, and over the last two weeks speaking about what's going to happen and what's going to play out and the visualis visualisation of that. Um, but I do think there's another certain thing about youth where, they, you know, a lot of it is naivety and they go into it all guns blazing and it's great where sometimes I think it's the older players that means a little bit more and the nerves that kick in there a little bit. Yeah, a long time between drinks. Like, despite Kerry's amazing legacy in the competition, it's been so long since they've won the thing. And then I was reminded a little bit of our camogie build-up uh, last week where we had um, one of the Cork players saying... Uh, you know that there had been a drought in Cork when they hadn't won it for a couple of years and equating it to Waterford having never won the thing before I kind of brought brought to mind the context of this game as well but what's your sense then of like with everything in the mix that we've been discuss, uh, discussing about who's going to get out on top Yeah so it's, it's 30 years since since Kerry won their last All-Ireland and actually an interesting fact is if, if they happen to win this one currently they're top of the leaderboard with Cork on 11 All-Irelands each so if they could win this one, they'll nip ahead as, mm. as the, the team with the most All-Irelands. Um, Dub Dublin have the five All-Irelands over the last number of years. So what's my gut on, on what way it'll go? Look, I was looking at stats there uh, last night before we come on. Um, and I think it's going to come down to the midfield battles. Um, Jennifer Dunn, who's have I can't go without having, without having a word for Jennifer Dunn. She's having an incredible season. Like Dublin win... She'll surely be player of the year. So herself and Ailish Dowd, um, super midfield. But then on the other hand, you've got Scanlon and Louise Galvin in midfield. So I think that battle in midfield is where it's going to be won or lost because they're the ones that are going to get the supply into the Dublin forwards or Louise and the Kerry forwards or whatever whatever it may be. I think the middle third there is where the game is going to be won and lost. Um, looking back at the All-Air Finals the last few years, the losing team is... Over the last 20 years, only two losing teams have scored more than over 12 points. So I do think it'll be midfield and defence get on top that'll win the game. And for me, I think Dublin may edge this. Um, I think Mick's been around the block long enough. I think the loss of Sheer for Shea for uh, Kerry. Mm. Um, and I do think he will come with a plan, Louise. I do, I do see you're having a good game, but I, I do see him coming with a plan for Louise. I see it being a really close contest, but I see the experience of Dublin and the win in the All Ireland the last few years. I like they've only the, the last time they won it was twenty twenty. It's only like there's lots of girls still involved. They've won All Ireland medals there. I think I can just see their experience getting them over the line. All right. Um, well, you know exactly what it is. But all that is about four time All Ireland winner uh, with Mayo Yvonne Byrne. Thanks, William. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks a lot. And we'll be picking through the bones at the final uh, next week, of course, as well. It'll be fascinating to see what happens uh, in this one. And they've got recent history and all the little uh, interesting narratives that I'm building up around as well. So uh, we will have full reaction to that for you uh, next week as well. Off the ball. Breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.